Welcome to the Loss and Lifting Talk podcast. The show is created to help you find your confidence by breaking down the complicated science of training and nutrition and turning it into simple, but more importantly, practical solutions that you can implement right away to start creating real results inside your body composition. We don't stop there either. We dive into the mental aspect of fitness to not only build a better body, but a better life all around. Podcasts were the medium where I learned and grew as an individual more than any other place in my life. The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the show. Today, we're going to hop into a Q&A episode of three questions that I got from an IG Q&A that I did just a week or so ago. If you guys are not following me on Instagram, I would highly suggest that you do so. My handle is just at Chaz Spackman, my full name, as well as we have a Lost and Lifting Instagram, which is just at Lost and Lifting as well. We post stuff there on a weekly basis. Um, I do a lot of Q&As, at least a weekly Q&A in terms of my IG stories. Um, I do a lot of videos, a lot of different stuff on the Lost and Lifting page as well. So if you're not following us over there, I'd highly suggest that you do. But like I said, today we're going to hop into a Q&A from some questions that I got off of Instagram. So I don't really have a lot of announcements or anything like that to make. The one thing that I always have is if you guys are finding value from the show, I'd be very appreciative if you would go down below. If you're listening on Apple or iTunes, whatever you want to call it, I always get confused. Do I call it Apple or do I call it iTunes for the podcast app? Is it just the podcast app from Apple or how am I supposed to how am I supposed to explain that? <laughs> anyway, if you are listening through Apple, I would be very appreciative if you go down below, leave the podcast a star rating as well as a written review. That's just the one way for the show to continue to be able to grow. As I always say, we don't aim for to make any money from this. There's no revenue through the podcast or anything like that. It's really just here to help you guys as much as we can through answering questions, through diving into specific topics, to make sure that things are crystal clear for you and to ultimately be able to help just simplify your journey, simplify what to focus on, what not to focus on so that you can go out with confidence and start creating the result that you want for yourself. So like I said, I'd be very appreciative if you could go down below, leave it a written review, leave it a star rating. That just helps the show be able to continue to grow. When you leave it reviews, that shows Apple that you're paying attention to the show, that you're finding value here, and they put it more in the recommended feeds of others to continue to allow the show to grow and to get into other people's ears as well. So I would be really appreciative of that if you have the time for everybody that has already gone down below and done that. I really do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. It does mean the world to me, and it, it definitely does not go unnoticed. So so other than that, the only thing that I have is first and foremost, as always, there's a link down below lostandlifting.com backslash podcast to where you guys can go. And in that link, when you click on it, it will take you to a specific page on the lostandlifting.com website to where there's a form where you can ask any questions about anything that you're particularly going through at the moment in terms of your fitness journey that you might have questions on. If there's anything that I bring up in today's Q&A episode that you would like me to further elaborate on or just confuse you in any sort of way, you can go leave questions in that form. And what that will do when you submit those is end up directly in my inbox. And then from there, I will make sure to take time and 
give you a response, answering any questions that you have, clearing it up. And if I feel like there is value in the question that you asked and it would be beneficial to the other listeners of the show as well, I'll go ahead and bring that actual question onto the show and answer it here in one of these Q&A episodes that I do every single Thursday. So um, know that that's at your disposal. You can go down below and end up directly in my inbox and I'm more than happy to help. With that, I've got nothing else. Let's just hop into the Q&A. Question number one comes from Krista. How do you know if your calorie deficit is too big? I'm constantly hungry and extremely exhausted, but I'm losing between one to one and a half pounds per week. Please help. All right, that's a really good question that honestly comes up a lot. Is my calorie deficit too big? Am I harming my metabolism? Am I doing things correctly? Yada, yada, yada. Very, very common question to come up in a common just worry that people have. So generally speaking, when it comes to fat loss, just like you said, you have to put yourself in a calorie deficit, right? You have to be eating less calories than your body is burning on a consistent basis. When you do this over time, for a consistent amount of time, that is, it's very common for you to start to lose some energy, not be as energized because you simply don't have as much energy in your body. Your body's being forced to use actual tissue as fuel, as well as hunger is going to increase. Your hunger hormones are going to ramp up and tell your body that you're hungry. It doesn't necessarily want to lose weight. Your body gains body fat as a survival mechanism, right? It's important to understand that. We don't gain body fat as like something that's bad. Your body gains body fat as a survival mechanism because it's not sure if it's ever going to be in a position to where food is scarce and it needs fuel to be able to live off of, right? So having that context, it makes sense to where hunger will be a little bit higher and then it makes sense to where energy might be a little bit lower just simply because you're eating less calories and your body is burning, which means you don't have as much fuel to be able to pull from in terms of energy source. So with that, some depletion of energy and some hunger is 100% normal and nothing to be scared of or feel like you're harming your metabolism if you're in this position. Some parts of fat loss are just about embracing a bit of the suck, realizing that it's going to be a mental battle as much as it's going to be a physical battle, right? You're going to have to learn to get comfortable being a bit uncomfortable in terms of pushing yourself when you're not quite as energized, pushing yourself when hunger levels a little bit higher. Learning how to fight through those times is a huge key. At the same time, this can come at the expense of your mental health. And this is where the balance comes into play and being experienced and having a lot of self-awareness is key, right? Because when you very first start the deficit, you're not gonna deal with too much of this. There might be a little bit of hunger, but you're not gonna really feel your energy levels like downregulate all that much or have a ton of hunger or anything like that. You're gonna be okay. But the deeper that you get into the deficit over time, this is going to get worse and worse. Now, if you start the deficit and you're extremely hungry, you're extremely low on energy, you probably started the deficit at too high of a deficit. You just, you're in too big of a deficit. You should probably increase calories a little bit and see if slowing down the rate of progress um, makes things a little bit more sustainable for you. But again, the deeper you get into the deficit, the worse and worse these are going to get. The worse your energy levels are going to get, the higher your hunger levels are going to become. Um, then that's 100% normal. And this is why you have to understand a calorie deficit is not something that you put yourself in and keep yourself in forever. That's how we end up with bad relationships with food. That's how we end up with 
binging relationships with food. That's how we end up in situations to where we just ultimately feel like shit and females end up losing their period and different things like this. And those are 100% common. I went through this when I very first started dieting. I didn't understand the negative side effects of going into a deficit. And I thought it was just totally fine. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I kept myself in a deficit for around a two year period. I got leaner than I've ever been in my entire life. I looked great. I had a six pack. I was in a good position, but I stayed in it for so long that my energy levels got ter- just got horrendous. I would wake up tired. I was starving. I would go to bed after dinner every single night, like just so excited to wake up to be able to eat breakfast the next day. My irritability levels were super high. I was always stressed out. I, I was always anxious. I was always just short tempered because I was always hungry essentially. And I didn't understand the importance of coming out of a deficit and living my life at maintenance, but rather using deficit phases as simply phases and not somewhere where I lived long-term. And that's why you have to understand that a deficit is one piece to your long-term journey inside of fitness. Too many people get that wrong and think that you need to stay in a deficit forever. And so for you, I don't think it's a matter of asking the question, is my deficit too big? But rather, how long have I been in a deficit and is it time for me to, to be taking a break? If you are within your first month or two of being in a deficit and you're feeling this way already, the deficit is probably too big. Maybe you should pull calories back a little bit or bring calories up a little bit um, and try to lose at a little bit of a slower pace if you want to continue the deficit for a prolonged period of time. Probably makes more sense so that you're not dealing with such extreme exhaustion and so much hunger. So it's more sustainable for you. But still having a goal or an understanding, a time frame, um, roadmap that is of getting yourself back to a maintenance level long term. If you're in a position to where you've been in a deficit for three, four, five, six, seven months and you're feeling this way, it's probably not that your deficit is too big. It's just that your deficit has been going for such a prolonged period of time that your body, your hormones, your mind would probably do good with taking a break and being a little bit more intelligent about how you're periodizing your nutrition, right? Whenever I'm working with somebody, usually the max amount of time I'll let somebody stay in a consistent deficit if they have a good amount of weight to lose is no more than six months. That's where I generally start to see people's minds start to break down mentally to where exhaustion takes over, um, the restriction is too high, and they just need a bit of a break. Not that their body couldn't keep progressing, but their mind's in a position to where they would just do better taking one step backwards to continue taking multiple steps forward into the future. And again, that's for people that have a lot of weight to use. Generally, like somebody with 10 to 20 pounds to lose, we can lose that um, as long as adherence is in a good place and metabolism is in a good place. Probably somewhere between like a two to four, two to five month time frame. People with more to lose, we're looking at losing, say like, 15 to 30 pounds in six month time blocks and then taking breaks at maintenance for a little bit of time to allow hunger levels to get better, to allow energy levels to get better, to allow mental fatigue to um, get into a better position to fully recharge and recover before going into future deficit phases again. And what this does is one, it allows you to be able to recharge, like I just mentioned, to be able to set yourself up for another successful deficit phase um, and mentally But two, it's teaching you how to maintain the progress that you've already created. And something that we do way too often when it comes to fat loss is we're always so focused on more, 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 more progress, more progress, more progress that we never take the time to focus on protecting the progress that we've already created. 
because our mind's so focused on what's coming next. I have one client, um, Tabitha, shout out to Tabitha if you're listening to this, who does a very good job at this. And sometimes I almost find myself wanting to push her faster to create more progress um, as opposed to what she's really to create, if that makes sense. And, and what I mean by that is she gets, it's easy for her to like, we'll lose a good amount of weight in her position and she's good to sit and learn how to maintain that for a few months. Like she'll lose 20 pounds. She's very comfortable with learning how to maintain that over the long term and just enjoy where she's currently at and be thankful for the progress that she's been able to make before continuing to make progress further into the future. And sometimes like I find myself as a coach, like being 100% transparent, sometimes like as we're focusing on a maintenance period, like, okay, like let's start pushing this thing. I don't want her feeling like I'm the one holding her back. So I'm trying to give her a nudge, but she's very aware of her situation and very aware of her lifestyle that no, I'm good maintaining this for longer and longer. And I'm almost having to reassure her that like, not even I have to reassure her. I guess it's more her reassuring me that she's in a good position to continue focusing on maintaining what she's already created for a longer period of time to truly make sure she's sustaining that long term. And so I challenge you with that same thing. It is okay to spend more time focusing on sustaining the the progress you've already made so that you ensure that progress that you've made is going to be there in the long term because that's what's most important, right? If we're always focused on more, 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 you usually end up leading yourself to a position to where you're just burnt out and you're so stressed about creating more that you forget to enjoy all of the fruits of the labor that you've already put in, which ends up making you ignore those fruits, which puts you in a position to where you sacrifice those fruits and end up in a harsh rebound to where you go back to old habits because you weren't learning how to create and then protect what you created before going out and creating more. We get greedy and we end up in a position to where we end up losing it all. So something for you to keep in mind there. I wouldn't say that your calorie deficit is too big. I wouldn't look at it that way. I'd look at it more like, yeah, if you're within your first couple months and you're feeling this way and doesn't feel sustainable, it's probably too big. But if you've been at this three, four, five, six months, probably not that your calorie deficit is too big. You're probably just in a position to where you could either take a prolonged maintenance period, increase calories up, um, or just a simple diet break for a week or two. See how you assess it after that week or two. See how your body's responding. See where you're at mentally. All of those types of things. And then from there, you can decide if you need to prolong the diet break and turn it into an actual maintenance phase. Or if that at that position, you're ready to jump back into the deficit and continue to embrace the suck, so to speak. And continue on until you get to where you want to be. But again, having that long-term goal of getting yourself back to a maintenance level. Because the deficit is only one piece to the long-term process. The deficit is not what you have to sustain long-term. The deficit is the one piece that creates fat loss. But then to sustain the fat loss, we bring calories back to a maintenance level. And that's where we can hold on to it long-term, allow hunger levels to get better, energy levels to get better, uh, more flexibility, less restriction, and just put yourself in a position to where you can enjoy the fruits of your labor, so to speak. So hopefully that helps. All right. And the second question, which is actually going to be our final question, we're just going to do two today, is if I'm in a calorie deficit for the whole week, but eat over my deficit for one day by one to 2,000 calories, how will that affect my progress? So essentially, you're on point six days out of the week, and then you have one day out of the week to where it's almost like a cheat day to where you just kind of eat whatever and you end up 1,000 to 2,000 calories over. It's a really good question, and there's a lot of different ways that this can go. Um, 
that would need more context to your situation to give you an exact specific answer to what's currently happening with you. What I will say here is that a lot of this is going to depend on how deep your deficit is for the entire, for the other six days of the week, right? At the end of the day, we have to be around a 3,500 calorie deficit for the week to equal around one pound of fat lost consistently on a weekly basis. So let's say that, um, let's say that you burn over the course of an entire week, 14,000 calories. Let's say your body burns 2000 calories per day, which equals 14,000 calories per week. If you were to eat 2000 calories per day, you'd end up at your maintenance level, 14,000 calories for the week. Everything adds, averages out just fine right? Let's say you eat 1500 calories per day when your body burns 2000 calories per day. That's going to put you at a 3,500 calorie deficit for the week, which is going to equal out to roughly around one pound of fat loss, um, per week on average. There's going to be some discrepancy there just because of like the thermic effect of food and different things that will happen um, that might not have that be perfect, but those are just rough guidelines for you to be able to follow. So let's say that you're in a deficit of 1500 calories per day, six days out of the week, but then you had one day out of that week to where you increase calories um, to a point to where for that week-long average, you ended up eating 14,000 calories, right? You're in a 3,000-calorie deficit, um, let's say Monday through Saturday, but on Sunday, you just ate way too much and ended up putting yourself at a week-long maintenance so that all of your calories for the entire week ended up being back at 14,000 calories. You're not going to make any progress. Just because you're in a deficit for six days doesn't mean you're going to see a bunch of fat loss. You're just going to end up back at your baseline by the end of the week if that last day has you eating enough calories to put you at a week-long maintenance. That's why This is why I don't love cheat days, and I think people take these far too out of control. Now, if you were to really de decrease calories six days out of the week and go 1,100, 1,200 calories um, to a point in the way you ate 1,000, 2,000 calories over on that one day out of the week, and that puts you in a position to where you're still roughly around that 3,500 calorie deficit for the entire week, it's not going to really affect your progress because the week-long deficit is still intact, and that's what matters most. Your body doesn't lose fat on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Your body loses fat over the long term. What's that consistent energy balance in your body over the long term? This is why you can see people be really on point for three, four, five days out of the week, and then two days out of the week, they just kind of say, screw it, eat whatever they want, and they're always kind of stalled. They think they're in a deficit, but when you truly look at their caloric intake for the week, including the days where they didn't actually track, they end up putting themselves in a position to where maybe they're burning 13,000 calories for the week, they're in a deficit five days out of the week, but those two days sabotage it and put them back out of maintenance or maybe even in a little bit of a surplus from the excess of calories on those couple of days where they're not being um, quite as on point as they should be. And so it is a tedious process. If you're 1,000 to 2,000 calories over a couple of days of the, or one day out of the week, it's really just going to come down to how deep your deficit is on the other days of the week to know if that's actually going to affect your progress or if it's going to keep you in line to be able to continue making progress. One thing that I like to do, honestly, when I'm dieting is I like to run a 6-1 split, meaning I run six days in the deficit just like you're doing and I give myself one higher day out of the week. And I know with this, like on that higher day, honestly, a lot of times I don't even track it. I just give it, um, like I'll do 
I'll keep some structure to the free day in terms of like I'll fast through the morning. I'll have a lunch that's higher protein, um, lower calorie, and then I'll have a snack that's higher in protein. And then for that dinner, I'll go out and enjoy like a big sushi dinner or just go eat basically whatever I want for that dinner that's somewhere around like a thousand to two thousand calorie dinner. So I know for that one meal, I'm probably around like three thousand to thirty five hundred calories when the other six days out of the week I'm eating around in my instance, like two thousand twenty two hundred calories. And I can generally get away with losing around one to two pounds per week when following around that caloric split for the most part to where I'm 2,000, 2,200 calories per day, six days out of the week, one day to where I'm averaging somewhere between three to 4,000 calories for that day. Um, I usually end up in that sweet spot of losing around one to two pounds per week. Now, the leaner that I get over time and I continue with that exact uh, method and process, sometimes I get to a point to where I can't allow myself as many calories on that free day. And then I have to start tracking that day. I do this with a lot of clients as well. We'll track six days out of the week, give them one free day, which is the structure of two to three meals, um, throughout the day, one to two snacks. The only, um, the only restrictions are that you have to have at least 20 to 40 grams of protein in each of those meals, 20 to 30 grams of protein in each of those snacks. That's just going to help keep calories a little bit more to a minimum because it's going to take a little bit, uh, it's going to, you're going to be more satiated from making sure there's protein in each of those meals, which will keep your calorie in, input, um, at a little bit of a better place. It's going to regulate your caloric intake a little bit, just in terms of satiation, satiation. Is that the right word? Satisfaction. I'm not sure what that right word is. Satiation. That's what we'll go with. So anyway, we just add that structure to it and then we're on point the other six days and we'll start to see progress. And that gives them a little bit of freedom of having that one day away from tracking. But we're not just saying eat whatever you want, have three, four pizzas, go over by 4,000 calories because that's going to stall progress, right? There's still some form of structure to that free day. And just like I was saying with myself, this works. It works with a lot of other people that I work with as well. But what we end up finding out is the deeper that we get into it and we know that the, the metabolism will downregulate a little bit the deeper that you get into a deficit as well as sometimes your neat will take effect or will take a hit. You're not being as active and whatnot. You're just not burning as many calories because you weigh a little bit less. You don't have as much energy to be able to tap into. Um, and so then we have to start tightening up on that free day and actually start tracking it and bringing calories down um, to continue losing in the later stages stages of a fat loss phase. But I always like to start with more flexibility. Like you're saying here, having six or so days around are uh, in a deficit that one day, maybe you're over your deficit numbers of a thousand to 2000 calories for that day. As long as the six days are in a deep enough deficit, you're still going to see really good progress. If you have that one higher day out of the week. Um, again, it just comes down to making sure that your weekly numbers are still in line of a deficit and that's what's going to put you in a position to be able to continue to create progress long term so hopefully that helps like i said if you guys have any questions on either of these questions that i got on went into any of the explanations that i had go down below there is a link lostlifting.com backslash podcast um leave me your questions. I'm more than happy to dive into them and help you in any way that I can, as well as I may potentially bring those questions onto the podcast in the future as well, if I feel like they'll be helpful for others. So with that, I really do appreciate you guys. Have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon. 